Hey, this is Chris Amaker. Welcome to the God Taught Me broadcast this week. We have a special show for you that I believe is going to minister to you. And I'm here with my main man, Pots and Pans, TJ Laurie, my co-host. How you doing, TJ? What's up, my homie with the Chrome Domey? It's all good, man. I'm very excited uh, for this broadcast this week because not only do we have the broadcast, but we have a video that is going to be attached to this broadcast that people can listen to on the GodTaughtMe.com. And it's actually you talking about Jesus and what a wonderful video it is. So I'm excited, man. For people that haven't really seen you yet, you know, in the flesh, they're listening yeah. to you week I'm after just a week. Voice. Yeah, you're just a voice, but they have no idea what you look like. They're going to see what you look like with your surfboard on the beach. So yeah, it's if, cool. If you're listening right now and you've never been to the website, GodTaughtMe.com, You'll be able to find uh, TJ with his surfboard on there with a powerful message that's only three minutes long, but it's blessed, and uh, I know you'll get something out of it, so check it out. Yeah, well, man. But uh, what we're talking about, TJ, is having the mind of Christ. You know, the Bible has a lot to say about renewing your mind, you know, basically getting a brand new mind, you know, compared to the mind that we're, that we're born with, you know, and uh, the mind of Christ, the Bible has a lot to say about that. And I was just kicking this idea around. I know we've been talking about it is what if God opened the heavens and said, I'm going to let you have the mind of my son, Jesus Christ, for 24 hours. You'll be able to test ride, test drive the actual mind of Christ. And what I've been thinking about lately is, and it's been ministering to me, is how would my life, how would Chris Sonwinkter's life change in that 24-hour period if I literally had the full-blown mind of Jesus Christ? If I was test driving the mind of Christ for 24 hours, how would that change my life for, during those 24 hours? How would it change the lives around me? How about that? If, like, you know, if I got the mind of Christ, if I'm thinking, talking, teaching, walking like Jesus Christ because I have his mind, you know what I mean? Instead of my mind, I got his mind. You think things would change, TJ? Yeah, I think things might change a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I know they would change. Yeah, it's cool because, I mean, that's our goal, right? Like, that's like what we are trying to get to is having the mind of Christ. Um, but we're always kind of battling, you know, our own flesh and our own desires, our own will versus the Spirit of God that's in us um, so and true. His will and His, you know, His desires. So it's. Yeah, it would be interesting to think of like, okay, for one day, what would what would my life be really like if I truly had the thought process that that Jesus had while he was on the earth? Um and we're going to kind of break this down over the course of a couple of weeks, I think, right? Because yeah. there'd be a, it's not just one thing that would change, it would be a oh number of things It'd that be would so change. So many things like like you know, we'll talk about this later. Oh, I have a whole list. I I'm mean, I'm telling you, like, <laughs> you think, like, you know how sometimes fear comes on you and you, and you got fear in your life and, yeah. or doubt or worry? I think if you had the mind of Christ, I'm, I'm talking like God said, no, this is the mind of Jesus. Now you're going to test drive for 24 hours. I think you would have no fear. You'd be fearless. For 24 hours, you would be totally fearless because you would be so intimate, trusting God as your father, like Jesus did when he was here on the earth, you know? I mean, man, as we've been talking about this, I'm like, yeah, I want that. I want that mind, mm. you know? So we're going to go over, you know, in the next few weeks, not only what it would be like to have that mind, but how do we get it? How do you, how does an individual get the mind of Christ? You know, so we want to we wanna cover that, uh, you know, through and through because we want it. I want it. I want the mind of Christ. But for today, 
you know, I'm just thinking, you know, I know I would see people in a different light if I had the mind of Christ. And I, uh, I know you agree with me. And my relationship with God would change. If I'm test driving the mind of Christ for 24 hours, uh, you know, and if I'm going to be just like Jesus, a, a replica of him because I have his mindset, his heartbeat, then, you know, my relationship with God is going to change, you know, from what from what it is now. And, uh, you know, like I think I would talk to God more often than I already do and and trust him more than than I already do. And I think I'd be able to risk, resist temptation more than I do, mm. you know, because temptation came to Jesus Christ. Right. You know, and the devil did tempt Jesus. That's something I love to touch on, too. Like and I feel like we hit on that all the time because, I mean, Jesus was fully human. Right. So he was tempted in every way, just like how we're tempted. Yep. But and you, there's a really cool part of scripture where Satan takes Jesus into the desert for it's 40 days and 40 nights, right. I believe. And, and he's in, and that's what the, the Bible says is he's tempted in every way. In every way. So what Jesus does, and we've, we've said this before, but how he combats back everything, you know, we talk about the Bible being our sword. He always uses scripture, right? which always, I, I always, always start with, really it cool. is written. It is written. Yeah. Satan would throw something at him like exactly. a jab or a punch or temps, you know, temptation. And he would say first it is written. It is written. Yeah. Not, Hey, don't, get out of here. No, he would say, first, it is written. Mm-hmm. And then he would go on and say whatever was written. Whatever right. scripture he used to defeat the enemy, he would go on and recite it. Which always brings in my mind just like how important it is for us to be in the word and to know scripture, right? Because like that should be our first our first defense against Absolutely. It's critical. temptation. It is it's critical, which we, you know, I hate to keep beating like beating the drum, but it's just so it's so clear and like yes. in everything and like how do you get the mind of Christ? Well, you know, getting getting the word right, like yeah. understand that Christ knew Scripture and learn Scripture. Right. So you got yeah. to. I mean, there's no other way. And uh, you know, even even uh, Joshua, God told Joshua in chapter one of Joshua, I think it's verse eight, that He told him, you know, meditate on this book of law day and night. So why? so that you can observe to do all that is written in it, then your way will be successful. Right. Not just because a magic thing is going to happen because you're reading the Bible every day. No, it's so that you can read it enough that you remember it and that you observe it and that you do what it actually says. And then God says, that's the formula for success. But getting back to the attitude of Christ, the mind of Christ, the heartbeat of Christ, if we're just like Jesus— you know, man, so many things. I mean, you know, we're talking about Jesus that was full of compassion. There was a leper that came to him. He said, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus said, I am willing. Be thou cleansed. You know, and just everywhere Jesus went, he was awesome. How about we say that, right? Yeah. He's our standard. He's our role model. He was totally awesome. And, and he resisted temptation, as you said, you know, using the word of God, which is the way we should do it. Uh but the mind of Christ, you know, I, I think another thing that would happen to me if I had the exact mind of Christ in me for a 24-hour period is I would smile. I would be joyful. The fruits of the Holy Spirit, which the Bible talks about these things called the fruits of the Holy Spirit, would be on full display, running on all eight cylinders for that 24-hour period. I mean, it'd probably be amazing, you know. So my thing is now, after just talking about it, I want that, man. I want that mind of Christ. Like I said earlier in the broadcast, I want it. I want to keep it. I want to get my mind, you know, just like I want to get my body in physical shape. I want to get my mind 
in shape, so to speak, but in shape with, you know, the mind of Christ, you know. So if my mind isn't where it needs to be, I want to take it to the gym and get it to where it needs to be to make it become just like the mind of Christ because I know that will please the Father, you know, and so many other things. But one of the things that Jesus was called, you know, or one of the, the, the uh, examples that he allowed us to see in his life was he was a servant. Although he was a king, you know, and he came out of heaven, he's the son of God. He served people while he was here, you know, and, and uh, that's amazing, really. You know, because like, what, what did you learn about kings? You know, you were talking about it earlier, how a king, you know, washing the feet, you know, Jesus washed the feet of the disciples. Right. So in Bible times, I mean, in Bible times, it was a little bit different than how we are today, right? Like, so we have really awesome shoes now yeah. and then mostly everybody wears shoes um, and, you know, socks and shoes even. So if your shoes get dirty, your feet aren't necessarily getting dirty. But back in Bible times and where they live specifically too, they pretty much wore either bare feet or sandals. Um, so your feet got really dirty because the way you traveled too was different. You know, you wow. either rode on a donkey or, you know, in a, in a, a lot of dust, dirt yeah, roads, no, no asphalt, dirt roads, right? no asphalt. No, so no pavers. Exactly. And no I mean, concrete. Just so, so much was different. So, and, and really what happened, the dirtiest part of your body was your feet hmm. like there. And then that's just how it was. So, you know, when someone would come back from a trip or, you know, a journey or traveling and they had servants, the responsibility of a servant was to wash their feet. Wow. Um, so, when you go and when you open up the book of John, in John 13 specifically, when they're the disciples and Jesus are celebrating Passover, and um, it's it's what we are what we call the Last Supper, you know, right. before Jesus was crucified, and um, they're celebrating, and Jesus gets up from his place and he you know takes his outer clothes off, basically basically makes himself look like a servant. That's the first step that he takes to get on the level of right. a servant. Very humbling to do. Very humbling to do, exactly. Like he's basically in his underwear. Um, so then he gets down and he starts to wash his disciples' feet, um, which is just crazy because at this point he's, you know, they they know who Jesus is. So he's, you know, and he's not only, he's he's a rabbi, he's their teacher. You know, so like they're followers of of this guy, Jesus, he's their leader. And that is not something that a leader or a king would oh, humble right. himself to do. To blew wash their mind. Yeah, so it blew their mind. And like, you, know, you got Peter like, you know, don't wash my feet, man. Like, and then it's funny because yeah. he got like, Jesus kind of explains what's going on. And then Peter's like, well, wash my whole body. But then Jesus explains again to him, well, really what he's doing. Yeah. Um, but it, it's just a really cool, like, um, it's just a really cool way of showing us how low we should go to serve people around us. So That's powerful. Exactly. And and it just shows me that, it, all right, if we really have the mind of Christ, um, then our, our perspective on humility and obedience should change because we should want to serve people around us. Like we should be, we should be like longing to be so humble that like we see someone in need mm. and, and we're just there, you know, I like mean. it shouldn't even be a question. Like that's how Jesus reacted. Yeah. Like he would see people in need and he was there. Compassion, saw the need and took care of the need humbled himself to do it right you know i know me and you were talking earlier too about a famous golfer his name is arnold palmer a lot arnie. of people know who arnold palmer is if you don't know who arnold palmer is i don't know go to go to the grocery store and get yourself a lemonade iced, and iced tea there you go <laughs> you'll, you'll see his face on the can yeah but he was very successful businessman he was a successful golfer 
but even more. And he's got a lot of hospitals out for children, like in Florida. He's built, you know, over the years. Yeah. And uh, he's been a spokesman for Pennzoil Oil. Now, of course, the iced tea is out. They, and I saw a stat on that. They sell billions of dollars worth of this iced tea a year. Yeah. So my point is he's very successful. Of course, he passed away. I think it was last year. But his golf tournament was last week. Tiger Woods and a lot of famous golfers. Uh, actually, Tiger Woods has won this particular Arnold Palmer Invitational in Florida eight times wow. over his career. Anyway, when they were talking about Arnold Palmer last week, they said he never went big time on you. And I was like, big time? What are, you, what are they talking about? So they said if you met Arnold Palmer, he didn't act like Arnold Palmer. He acted like the regular guy down the street. Yeah. And like, they said it was legit. Like, you know, it wasn't like a false humility or anything like that. Arnold Palmer, they said, was the coolest guy in the room, yet he never went big time on you. He didn't, like, throw his weight around that he was Arnold Palmer, the king, they call him, you know what I mean, of golf or whatever it was. He didn't act like that. He just acted like an ordinary guy. And here's Jesus Christ, who is the the who's actually God mm. in the flesh of a man. God, who created the sun, the stars, the moon, the seas, and everything in it. Who commanded, the Bible says, the sea to go no further. That's why a sea has boundary, because he's commanded it not to go any further. So here is God on the scene of earth, right? People are trying to figure him out. And it's actually Jesus Christ, the Son of God, in the flesh of a man. And the Bible says in Philippians chapter 2, starting verse 5 through 8, it says, In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature of God, who was just like God. Jesus, if you saw me, you saw the Father. So when you saw Jesus Christ, you saw the Father, the, 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 the Almighty God who being in the very nature of God, verse 6, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Verse 7, rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. He, by taking the very nature of a servant. So how did Jesus make himself nothing? By taking on the very nature of a servant. Jesus didn't go big time on anybody you know the only the only the only people or the only i wouldn't even call them people the only time jesus like flexed and and you saw who jesus really was and what the potential of jesus christ could be is when demons started talking you remember that and guess what jesus told those demons be quiet in other words shut up and guess what those demons did those demons came to jesus tj and guess what they did they trembled they said they pleaded. We, yeah. They pleaded. They said, we know who you are. You're the son of God. People didn't know who he was. Yeah. But the demon said, holy smokes. You know who's on the scene right now? They probably were talking amongst each other, shaking in their shoes, saying, that, that's the son of God coming to walk into it. And then they said, have you come to destroy us before the appointed time? They knew that he had the power to destroy them. Mm -hmm. They knew all these things about Jesus that nobody else knew because we're not privy to that thing in the spiritual yeah, realm. Yeah, spiritual world going on. But listen, TJ, you know what Jesus said? Jesus said, be silent, right? And guess what the demons did? They, they were silent. silent. <laughs> because he's God. Yeah. Yet he humbled himself, taken on the very, very nature of a servant. And as you explained washed feet not just feet but feet that were very dirty 
You know what I'm saying? Very cruddy, very smelly, mm-hmm. very sweaty. Yeah. But here's God. What can you compare that to? You can't even compare that to the President of the United States doing that because he's a human. Although he's an authority over, you know, he's the top authority in the United States or a king right now or the Queen of England. You know, it still would be awesome if they did that and wash people's feet, but it does not compare to who we're talking about. We're talking about God, humble himself. So if we had the mind of Christ, TJ, for 24 hours, we would be a servant, right? Exactly. That's what the Bible's teaching us and telling us today. Yeah, and it's so cool because then Jesus goes on to say, I have set an example that you should do as I have done for you. So it's like, like you said, it's literally God lowering himself to be a servant and washing feet, but it's so much more than just that like physical act of doing it because it's like God's basically saying, look, here's what I'm willing to do for you. So like, you better get out there and do likewise. You know what I mean? Right. So if you want to be like me, yeah. be like Christ. If you want to have my mindset, you need to serve. Yeah. And you need to do the same thing. You need to humble yourself and take on the form of a servant. That's what he's telling us, you know, and don't consider yourself any higher than that. You know, be like Arnold Palmer, who didn't go big time, as they said, on the golf on TV this weekend, you know. And uh, that's what we need to do. We need to remember who and why and how Jesus operated on the earth. We need to have his mind, the mind of Jesus Christ, so we can reflect the life of Jesus Christ. And so what do you think some practical ways that we could be servants of the Most High, you know, just like Jesus was? It's so easy to be a servant today. I feel like, and I mean, I, I fail a lot at being a servant, but I do too. I mean, it, it's such, it doesn't have to be anything extravagant. Like you don't have to go to a soup kitchen and serve, you know, that's, that's great. Right. But like, it you doesn't have to go to Haiti. You don't have to go to Haiti. Point, or, yeah. It's, which you've been, which I've been, but it, it, that's like, that stuff's all awesome. And I like, I love, I love all, all those experiences cause I've done them all, but like, you know, it's as easy as holding the door open for somebody who has their arms full with stuff or carrying a bag of groceries for somebody who can't. Um, I mean, like, it's like, to me, it's like if the spirit stirs inside of you that like that person needs something or like, because in today's day and age, people don't do that stuff, you know? That's true. Some people only hold the door open for you. Yeah, it's like that, like helping people and serving people is kind of like a lost art in today's day. So like, if you just put yourself out there and you just, you just, observe the world around you and you say, all right, God, like, who do you want me to serve today? Mm. Like, first of all, God will put that, like, he'll put people in your path to serve. And then you just have to be open to it, right? Because that too, like, that's going to cause a stir inside of that person. Like, if they're not a believer, it's like, why is this guy taking time out of his day to help me, you know, carry my groceries to my car or like walk me across the street? People want to know too. People want to know. They'll press you. They'll be like, why are you doing this for me? Yeah. Why you don't even know me? Yeah. You know, and uh, it's incredible. We have a good friend. His name is Guy Richards. Yeah. Guy uh, feels like, you know, with waitresses and going to restaurants and stuff, he's like, if you're going to even say anything about Jesus Christ, please do not leave a bad tip. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, I know Guy wouldn't even want me to talk about this, but he was in a restaurant in Northfield, New Jersey, and the waitress was broken, meaning she's struggling with life. Yeah. And he could discern, you know, that, She's like two steps from having a breakdown. And he gave her a $100 tip, okay, for like a $5 sandwich. 
And him and his brother were there. And his brother Brian's the one who told me the story because guy's not going to talk about it. So they go out into the parking lot. The waitress chased them into the parking lot crying. And they got a chance to minister to her because he gave a $100 tip at the table, you know, and, and he, let her, he let her know that he was a Christian, that he walked with God. And, and, you know, that was the way he served her by leaving a tip. And I'm not saying everybody has to do that. Not everybody has the means to do that, first of all. But just be something extraordinarily different than the norm. How about that? Yeah. Like and a hundred dollar tip is like who she, maybe, maybe she's never got one since or never got one before that for a five dollar sandwich. And it was used, it was maximized because when they were having their conversation in the parking lot, they got a chance to pray over her, talk to her and tell her about how much God loves her. That's what opened the door. Now, if they would let the two dollar tip, I don't think she'd have chased them out in the parking lot. No. So they, th- that's how they served that day. That's just another example. Yeah, you know, but what? Well, I'm just going by what you're saying is, if you step out, put yourself out there, serve some way that's above normal, different, people might ask you, "Why are you doing this for me?" Mm-hmm. And then you get to tell them why you are doing it's, it for them. I think it's honestly, I think it's the perfect door opener to tell people about Jesus because, like, I've experienced where I've seen rather like those types of people that just want to go out and shout the name of Jesus in somebody's face. You know, and I've seen it not always go down so well because sometimes people don't want to be talked at like that. You know what I mean? Like, or preached at like that. Like there's a difference between preaching to someone and preaching at someone. So like when you're, when you're serving and you just say, you know what, whether or not this person wants to listen to me or not, I'm going to serve them. Um, that, that just, it just opens that door. Yeah. Regardless who they are, what they look like, you know what what uh, race they are, what language they are, what job they have. Yeah. Regardless of all those things, just serving them is, I would say it's powerful because it does open the door to tell them about the most important thing in, on the earth. In a, in a way that they'll receive because you've, you know, God is already moving on their hearts. You serve them. And sometimes it might not go that way. You might not even get a thanks. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it might just be. It I might mean, not be that person chasing you down to thank you, but. But it might be nothing. It might be an attitude. Right. You know? And But that's where it comes back to having the mind of Christ because when you have the mind of Christ, there's no motive behind why right. you're serving. That's you're just so serving because you have the mind of Christ. That's so you good. Know? So like Jesus didn't have a motive to serve people. Like it was just, this it's is- just his mindset. Yeah, this is who I am. This that's is who, who he was. who God's called me to be and, you know, right. and, do, and imitate me. Yeah. So, yeah. I love it. So I mean, the mind of Christ, man, is powerful. It is. And to take it a step further too, like we, you know, we talked a lot about serving non-believers, yes. you know, people who aren't Christians, but like serve Christians too, serve each other. Yes. And like, I have a restaurant story similar to that. Like one time I was just dating my wife, Sarah, we weren't married yet. And we were eating at a restaurant in Northfield and we just prayed before our meal just because that's what we do. You know, like right. we tried to establish that early on in our dating relationship that we would be a couple that prays together. So we were praying before our meal and the guy who was sitting next to us noticed that we were praying. So he leaned over to us and he was like, you know, I just want to say like how awesome it was to see a young couple pray before their meal. At the end of the night, our our bill came and actually our bill didn't really even come. And the waitress said that guy who was sitting next to you took care of it. Come on. So, I I mean, it was just like crazy to be served in that way. Like, Like we were so ministered to and it actually put in me like, man, like I want to be like that for somebody else, wow. you know? So yeah. it's, you, you, 
number one, like having the mind of Christ, right? Like you also never know who's watching. You never know who's listening. So mm. if you have the mind of Christ and you're being like Christ out in the world, like you don't know. Like That is powerful. Yeah. Man. I mean, we don't know who was, who even watched that whole thing go down around us and their life was changed. Right. So it's just. Yeah. See how that happens? It's like it crazy. And uh, you're just doing it with no motive and you're, and it's affecting people's lives. You know, I don't know whatever happened to that waitress that guy ministered to, but I'm sure her life, you know, it could be radically changed for all we know. But, you know, I, I, I just on my heart right now, I got like, why don't we why don't we pose a challenge for me and you? Let's do it. You're like in the next seven days, the next time we do this broadcast, let's just just one time. Let's just do something crazy. Servanthood wise, you know, a total stranger could be buying somebody a cup of coffee behind you in the line to be like, why do you do that? You know what I mean? Or I don't know giving a waitress a tip. I don't know what it is, but me and you will pray about it throughout the week and whatever it is. And then we'll come back and we'll say, hey, well, okay, TJ, what did you do? And you know what I do? It'd be a cool little challenge, you know? And for our listeners, if you're, if you're up for the challenge, you know, why don't you pray about how you can have the mind of Christ in the form of a servant this week for the next seven days? Just one act of servanthood is what we're challenging you with to reflect the life and the mindset of Jesus Christ. You, you'll you be just like Jesus when you're serving because he got on his knees in his underwear and cleaned people's feet. Amen, brother. Hey, <laughs> I'm not saying you got to do that, you know, but matter of fact, probably it'd be good if you kept your clothes it on. It would probably you know? <laughs> be good if you kept your clothes on. Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> but I'm serious though. If you're listening to us, why don't you join us in this seven-day challenge that we serve our community, or serve somebody some way, somehow, that just blows their mind. Doesn't have to be expensive. Just something that people don't ordinarily do in whatever situation you're in. My brother, Pat, and he wouldn't want me to talk about this either. You know, my brother's old school. He's in his 60s. To this day, when he gets gas, like a Wawa, Shinoko, or whatever, I've been with him millions of times, he does it every time. And I don't even do it. But I maybe, maybe i got to start doing it. He gives the gas attendant two bucks. It blows oh, the yeah. guy away every time. Yeah, especially being from Jersey. Like sometimes I've noticed people from out of state when like they don't understand how we get our gas pumped for us. They're like, I guess I got a tip. But being from Jersey and like doing that, that yeah. speaks volumes to those guys. It does every time. I watch yeah. it every time. My brother doesn't really, he doesn't give him a sermon. He doesn't go, you know, he just gives him money and says, God bless you. And he slips a track in the uh He doesn't even do that. But, but the thing is, I'm just thinking about what he does. You know what I mean? And and I'm not saying you have to do that. It doesn't have to be monetary. But if you're listening, would you accept this challenge? And if you do something crazy and you get a crazy response, good or bad, would you email me and TJ? You could email us at info, I-N-F-O, at GodTaughtMe.com. Info at GodTaughtMe.com. And let us know uh, how the Lord used you this week. And we just pray that this broadcast blessed you. And that it challenged you. We're going to be talking about the mind of Christ over the next couple of weeks. So we pray you continue to tune in. And I'll remind you, too, to go to GodTaughtMe.com and watch uh, TJ's video about being a servant just like Jesus. So I just want to close in prayer. And uh, after that, we'll catch you guys on the next broadcast as we continue to talk about the mind of Christ. So, Father, we just thank you for everybody listening to the sound of our words. I thank you for TJ. I thank you for him inspiring me this week to be... You know, a servant with this video, Lord. And 
I just thank you for everybody listening to us. And I pray, Lord, that, that you would give every listener listening to the sound of our voice and me and TJ a divine appointment to serve somebody in an extraordinary way that brings glory to you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. We pray that you have a great week. Talk to you soon.